to the Gridiron Gang Podcast. Inaugural season preview show. 2023 NFL season right around the corner. We're here to break it all down for you. First and foremost, I want to welcome my co-host, Jesse. I'm Eli. We're going to be bringing down all the stats you need to get ready for the 2023 NFL season. So, Jesse, how are we feeling today? Oh, pretty good, man. You know, just a Sunday afternoon, you know. Got a good workout in this morning. Went for some coffee, you know, going to my mom's for a barbecue later. Can't complain. How about you? Great day, great day. And the last Sunday, finally, after a long break, before we get into some NFL action. And let's get into it right away. Break it down for everyone. We'll start with the... AFC East. AFC East. You want to go AFC East? So let's say Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you, you lead us in with that, Eli. Okay, well, for this year, Josh Allen, once again, going to attempt to take that next step, get the Bills over to the Super Bowl. Do you think he has what it takes? Does he have the pieces around him to get him there? We know about Josh Allen's talent. We know about his drive, his yep. competitiveness. Are the pieces there for him to do it? It's a good question, man. Uh, again, in my mind, headed into this season, it looks like it's the Josh Allen show again. I mean, r- really, yep. I have right here, like, is there enough pieces around Josh and Stephon Diggs? I don't know. Von Miller starts the season on the physically unable to perform list. That's four games it's at a least. massive blow. Yeah, massive four blow games at defense. least. He's their best player on defense. By you know? far. I don't. Who is, the? you know, they added Leonard Floyd, Can but who else can step up? Gregory Rousseau. You know, they, they just extended Ed Oliver, but... There's certain players you just can't replace, and Vaughn Miller would be on the top of that list. Not even just on the field, Eli, but in the locker room as well, right? So I think that's even more pressure on Josh, even more pressure on Diggs, and, you know, Diggs had that little bit of an episode this off like off season with the coaches. Yeah, and raising like, questions over his character, absolutely, yeah. so, and he'll be looking to reassure himself as the top dog in that receiver unit well there's no doubt about that i think like like who who in your mind like like well there's hype around this kid coming into the league they're talking big yeah Yeah. dalton kincaid there's big hype on this kid they want him to perform like travis kelsey there i'm hearing comparisons already between their similar attributes and it's tough to compare like that's a lot of pressure they're putting on this kid. That already. is, that is, that's like, a ton of pressure. He's uh, apparently shown very well in OTAs, very well yeah. in the preseason. They like what they're getting from him, but that's a big, uh, big shoes to fill. There's not many other options for him to go at. I don't see. personally see. Sorry to cut you off. I don't personally see. Um, blanking on his name right now because he's so memorable. G- Gabriel Davis. I don't see him being a legitimate number two for Josh no. Allen to throw to. I mean, he's showcased at times some explosive talent. He's had some big games, but he's also disappeared for a majority you know, of games up there. He's towards the league and towards the lead. He he's towards the top of the league and drops every year. Uh, he does have explosive plays, but he hasn't consistently done it. I think Kincaid. I think you're right on with Kincaid. You know, I envision. Him and Dalton Knox being or Dawson Knox being on the field at the same time together. Yeah, running a lot of two tight end packages. Out not there. just that, not traditional twelve personnel, but more so like Kincaid playing in the slot. Yeah, you know, and being that kind of weapon for Josh Allen, and then having Diggs and Gabe Davis outside, and then you know Cooks pretty, pretty good dual threat back out of the backfield running and catching. Is he going to step up? 
But uh, I, yeah, that's I, an interesting backfield that you mentioned Cooks because it's James Cook and Damian Harris fresh in from New England, and yeah. it's uh, going to be interesting to see how they split touches in that backfield, how they get Cook involved in the passing game. Like you say, yeah. there's going to be opportunity there to work something a little more dynamic than when they had uh, Devin Singletary yeah. in the backfield for the most part. I totally agree with you. With all that being said, just to wrap it up here with the Bills, I haven't been too impressed with what I've seen with their first team offense in the preseason. I know like it is the preseason and we're not seeing everything, but it didn't look too good from from what I saw. So I'm I'm curious, you know, I'm excited for week one, big game, prime time, Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Josh Allen, you know, his debut for the Jets can it's a big game, you know, and uh, I'm looking forward to it and we'll see it. Who the Bills are right off the get, you know? Completely agree. Highly competitive AFC. Going to be very difficult for the Bills to continue to perform the way they have in recent years. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins. Stacked all across the board. Arguably the best roster in the entire NFL. Absolutely. I mean, dynamism all across the board. They got speed. They got aggressiveness. They're aggressive by nature. They're taking chances downfield. One main question will be the health of quarterback Tua Tagaloa. Yep. And he suffered, as we all saw, some horrific concussions last year. Was carted off the field multiple times. Ah, It's a bad scene. We want him to be healthy. We love seeing him when he's at his best. And we're hoping for him to showcase his talents once again this year. Absolutely, Eli. And on top of that, you know, watching him in the preseason, you can kind of see where that jujitsu training that he's been doing in the offseason has come in handy when instead of his head hitting... uh, you know, the grass or the turf when he's got hit, you can see him kind of rolling. So it's kind of nice to see that he's been working on that, and hopefully that leads to fewer concussions and we can get a whole uh, slate of 17 games from him this year. That's what we're hoping for, and that's a great point you raised. He spent a lot of time working in the offseason to protect himself, to limit that type of damage against him yet again. So I'm thinking on the back end, they're looking at Bradley Chubb to once again be an absolute leader for this unit for a full season this time around. Absolutely, man. And, you know, they they added uh, Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator, one of the you know top defensive minds to ever do it in this league, and kind of reuniting Bradley Chubb and him from their days in Denver together. That's correct. Where and he had, uh, you know, a couple, couple good years that was kind of overshadowed by injuries, but I'm looking for him to get back to form. And also, I think with him getting a lot of the attention, that'll help Jalen Phillips emerge too, and there'll be a good one-two punch uh, of pass rushers for them. And speaking of injuries, sorry to cut you off, there's a big one, Jalen Ramsey. He's going to be missing a large portion of the season, and how are they going to be able to replace him on the secondary? Well, I just think, you know, it's an X-man-up mentality. You can't really uh, replace a, you know, potential future Hall of Famer like Jalen Ramsey with one individual player. I think it's going to be a group effort. Look for the secondary to communicate, you know, Xavier Howard and... Javon Holland and company, you know, the rookie Cam Smith out of South Carolina, second rounder. He's he's had a good training camp. He's had some, some flashes in the preseason, so we'll look for him to see what he can do. But I don't think one player can replace uh, Jalen Ramsey, a talent like Jalen Ramsey. It's going to have to be a team effort, like I said, communication, and Big Fangio doing what he does best, cooking up some schemes. Many great points you make there, and Miami will be looking to make a big run towards the deep playoffs and potentially the Super Bowl with this roster this year. And next up, we have the New England Patriots, and a lot of question marks surrounding this team after a lackluster year 
from 2022. Um, we got new offensive coordinator yet again. Bill O'Brien will be hoping to add a spark to quarterback Mac Jones, and he'll be looking to rebound from a very off year where he threw for under 3,000 yards and only 14 touchdowns to 11 picks. So, Jesse, what do you think about Mac Jones? I definitely am looking for Mac Jones to have a way better 2023 season with Bill O'Brien as his offensive coordinator instead of, uh, what was it last year, Matt Patricia? Oh, God. And Joe Judge? I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how it could get much worse. I mean, are that. you kidding me? If there was anyone else than Bill Belichick putting out some garbage <laughs> like that, they would probably not have a job. But, you know, anyways, that's a story for another day. <laughs> I completely agree. You know, I love the addition of Juju. I don't think he's a superstar, but I think he, he's a great football player. You know, he does the dirty work, plays in the middle of the field. They added Gesicki to go along with Hunter Henry, a lot of two tight end sense. And, you know, two good running, oh, one good running back and one, you know, good good, good career, but kind of in the back. There's a running career. back there who will get you the yard at yeah, the goal line exactly. when you need him to and get in the house. But exactly. Ramondre Stevenson will be the workhorse exactly. back, the clear number one in that room. Absolutely. Exactly. And they got a top 10 defense, in my opinion, on paper at least. And, you know, Bill's always coming up with some elaborate schemes on that end. So I do think they'll be a tough team to play against. I look for them to have a better year than last year. It's just a tough AFC. I don't know how good they will be. I just think every single team they play, they will be a pain in the ass for them. Either way, this is a huge year for Mac Jones. We all know the leash is short in the NFL. He has to have a big year. The Patriots want to be competitive. They'll rely on the defense to do that, and we'll see what happens for them this year in a very difficult division for them. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. (laughs) There we have it, folks. And everywhere Aaron Rodgers goes, drama is ensured to follow. We and have, darkness. We have a four-time league MVP Woo. coming to the bright lights of New York City. There is massive expectations on Aaron Rodgers Absolutely. to come here and get the job done. And the job entails no less than a Super Bowl victory. Absolutely, Eli. But the biggest question is, you know, will he be able to deliver that and you know they got a great team on paper but you know it's always tough a superstar legendary hall of fame quarterback like that arguably one of the best to ever do it um you know Peyton Manning when he went to Denver they started slow Tom and Tampa they started slow so you know I do expect the offense to get off to a slow start um with Aaron Rodgers there but with that being said I do think that defense is talented enough to keep them in games and allow for that offense to take a few weeks to kind of gel and get going what about you I think it's interesting that it's the first time since 2018 where Aaron Rodgers has seen some preseason action and he's actually noted in the past that he feels as though he starts the seasons faster and better when he has some time to work in the preseason That's a good point um with that being said he is also coming off just the third time of his career where he had over 10 interceptions thrown last year in a totally horrible way to end his career in Green Bay with tons of tension surrounding the media there. And, uh, I mean, it was just not a good situation, but I think he looks rejuvenated. I think he has youth around him with tons of talent. And on both ends of the ball, they're... Absolutely. They they got a phenomenal roster. They have phenomenal players. And they got they, the two reigning rookie of the years in Sauce and Garrett. And I really think Garrett Wilson will step uh step up and emerge as an even better wide receiver. He's already really good. I think he can potentially be like a top five 
wide receiver in the NFL. You know, him and Aaron Rodgers look good in that drive together in the preseason, too. He caught a touchdown. Spending time off the field together. They're showcasing great chemistry with one another. And, yeah, the, the goal is simple. And that's a Super Bowl, and anything less will be seen as a failure this year for the New York Jets. And they start off Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills. Prime a time, baby. matchup, and we can't wait with to see that football game. That is a not... You don't want to miss that game. That is a can't-miss game. That will be absolutely fantastic to lead us off on the first Monday Nighter of the season. That being said, who do you see walking away with this division in the AFC East? Well, Eli, I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, the Miami Dolphins. I think the roster's too good. I'm betting on Tua playing the entire season. And I think it's, you know, it's going to be tough. They play the a- NFC East, they play each other in the AFC East, and they play the AFC West. So that's a tough, some tough games there, but I think they got the best team. And yeah, I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. And Jesse, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think by far and large, the Dolphins from offensively to defensively just have the most exciting roster and potentially all of football and I yep. think the Jets are going to be going through some growing pains early on yep. as we previously mentioned and yeah give me the Dolphins give me the AFC East and we'll see you in the playoffs Woo. and that brings us to the AFC North and I'm going to kick it off and I'm going to say Baltimore Ravens for the first time in his career you can make a case that Lamar Jackson has some legitimate weapons around him at his disposal in the receiver room. Absolutely. GM Eric DaCosta made a joke I saw earlier this week where he said, you know, for the first time in a long time, uh, other general managers were calling him, inquiring about trading for a receiver, and it made him feel really good about the depth. So, yeah, you know, they got a, they're bringing in Todd Munkin as the OC from uh, Georgia. You know, they added Zay Flowers, uh, explosive rookie. Uh, he looks really freaking good. And who can forget Odell Beckham Jr.? Big OBJ to Some go along. Some of the biggest highlights in NFL history, and he's coming off a big injury. He's hoping to find his previous form, and Mark Andrews has just been the guy on that offense. So, so consistent. Exciting times ahead for Lamar. Absolutely. They got J.K. Dobbins back and healthy at running back as yeah. well. They uh, paid Roquan Smith, too, you know, their anchor on defense. Uh, Deservedly so. Exactly. As soon as he came in and transformed the whole defense, the whole makeup of the defense, you know, they just became better, better communication, more aggressive. Um, They just need, you know, they added Davion Clowney, but they need another pass rusher to step up, whether that's going to be, you know, Odafa away or uh, David Ojabo. But they need somebody really badly to step up there and get consistent pressure to the quarterbacks. Yep, David Ojabo returning from his torn Achilles. He will be looking to make a big impact. And they also had Marcus Peters as well as Chuck Clark leaving. Chuck Clark, the latter being of which going to the Jets. So a little bit of questions in the secondary, and they'll be looking to answer them early on this season. Yep, you know, I, I do like the addition of Ronald Darby. I'm, I'm assuming that he'll step into that quarterback two role behind Marlon Humphrey. But other than that, yeah, you know, I, I like Jalen Armour Davis, but, you know, he hasn't shown that consistent ability to, to make plays. So I don't know if it's going to be him or Rocky Sin, but they definitely need another corner to step up to go along with Marlon Humphreys and the explosive conference that the AFC is. No question about it, Jesse. Very difficult conference. Baltimore will once again be looking to make a playoff run. And that brings us to the Cincinnati Bengals. Who day? 
Who day? Who day? I'll tell you who they are. They are the ever-present challenge to the throne that Patrick Mahomes holds in the AFC. Joe Burrow once again hoping to de- hoping to lead an absolutely dynamic offense surrounded by talent. He's got arguably the best receiver in the league in some people's mind and Jamar yeah. Chase surrounded by Yet again, uh, Joe Mixon returning. I think that's a big piece for them to have as running back. He he seems to step up in big moments for them. He he gives them that reassurance in his hands back there. Um, what are you liking about this team? Yeah, man. Uh, also, shout out T. Higgins. Shout uh, out T. Higgins. How one, could I forget T. Higgins? Beast. One, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL, in my opinion. Would be a number one on many teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no. I think, you know, like you said, the offense... Always good. Uh, probably will take them a few weeks to get going because Joe Burrow missed some time with his calf, but he's traditionally starts slow every season. But uh, I want to talk about the defense and uh, defensive coordinator Lou Anamaru. He is just one of the best uh, game day game planners in the entire NFL. He really showcases that in the playoffs. You know, Cincinnati's never statistically a top five, top seven defense. They're always, you know, 12, 13 ish. But once we get in the playoffs, they look like the best defense year in and year out. That's because, you know, you got Trey Hendrickson, Sab Hubbard, DJ Reader getting pressure, especially Trey Hendrickson. Though. That guy's a machine. And Work drafting course. Miles Murphy from Clemson with their first round pick to add to that electric defense as well. Absolutely. And, and you know, so you really see that in the playoffs, the, the, the game planning that he does, taking away specific players. So I'm really uh, curious to see what he can do in the regular season. Who's going to step up? Like you said, Miles Murphy adding another pass rusher. You just know the Eagles showcased it last year. You can never have enough pass rushers. You know, they're chasing the quarterback all day. You get to that quarterback, you create problems, plain and simple. In the back end, though, on the secondary, starters Von Bell and Jesse Bates both leaving in free agency. They're gone. They got new people coming in, looking to make an impact. And the team looks great from front to back. And I think... We're going to see Cincinnati making a big run yet again this year. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. Cleveland Browns. Um, What can I say about the Cleveland Browns? Deshaun Watson looked to be a shell of his former self in his limited action last year after his return. Um... There's, there's there's a lot of question marks and not a lot of answers in my mind. The only mm-hmm. answer I could see is Nick Chubb remaining one of the most incredible, talented running backs in this league. He's going to get a big workload yet again, but there's there's things to talk about, so let's get into it. I want to hear what your opinion is, Jesse. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, in the preseason, they ran a ton of empty, and it really just seems like to justify... Uh, that contract that they gave Deshaun Watson, that they're moving into kind of a more pass-first offense. And I don't really think that that is necessarily the right move. You know, their best player on offense is Nick Chubb, like you said. Hands down. I think the offense should run through him. Um, He's arguably, oh, in my opinion, I think he is the best running back in football, but he's in that conversation for sure. He's the best natural runner. I would have to think he's in everybody's top five, no matter how you're looking at it. 100%. So, yeah, I'm curious to see, though, if Deshaun Watson can get back to form. He looked terrible last year. Not a whole lot of positive things to say about him. Got a lot of weapons around him. Uh, Cooper, Elijah Moore. Peoples-Jones had his moments last year as well. Exactly. Yep. 
And uh, good O-line. You know, they added Zadarius Smith to go across from Miles Garrett. So two good pass rushers. Big uh, addition in Zadarius Smith yeah. there. And a new defensive coordinator, Jim Shorts. He is notoriously known for bringing an elite edge rushing unit with yep. him everywhere he goes. That is something they're going to be looking for as well with the Browns this year. That'll be a key to their success, especially in division with, uh, you know, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and with what we saw in the preseason from Kenny Pickett, uh, pressure will be super important towards the Browns' success. Yeah, this division this year, I mean, what can you really say? It's going to be a battle. Every game is going to be a battle, and they're going to be looking to somehow get through and make a push to the playoffs. I don't see it being likely, but you never know. Absolutely, brother. Yep. The AFC North, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. And listen, Jesse, I, th- I think this is a team that could shock a lot of people this year. I think they're going to be very competitive. Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches in my mind in NFL history, always finds a way somehow to win games. We got Kenny Pickett. Coming back for his second year, he showed some very mature signs in his first year in the NFL. He made some very good decisions, also some not-so-good play as well. But he's got a good rapport with his young receiver. Uh, You love him, George George Pickens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, you know, I think Pittsburgh also, throughout the draft and free agency, fixed their O-line to help Kenny Pickett. You know, that was a kind of a weakness of their team last year. Broderick Jones to left tackle, that's big. That'll be huge for them, yep. Exactly. And, yeah, so, you know, Pickett going in year two, year two of Matt Canada's system, uh, the offensive coordinator there, I look for him to take a step. You know, they were the best-looking offense in preseason. He looked like a totally different quarterback. He added some weight. He was decisive. He was quick. You know, he showed off his arm. Looked like there was more power in his throw. So I look for him and George Pickens to pick up right where they left off. George Pickens just has all the traits to be – are, to be the number one receiver in the entire NFL, you know, he's big. We all long. saw his his catch last year. We exactly. all saw both of his phenomenal catches last year. That's flashes of brilliance from otherwise very talented receiver. Exactly. Kenny Pickett seems to me like he's coming here with a point to prove this year. He's heard talk from the media about him. He's heard a lot of negatives surrounding him, and he looks ready. This whole team appears to be ready to challenge for this division. Yeah, they really do. You know, they have a you know they have a good defense. Uh, the team highlighted by T.J. Watt, who they're going to be hoping will be healthy for this entire season. He is just one of the best of all time in the NFL. Absolutely, yeah. and Patrick Peterson is big coming yeah. in as a veteran presence on that back line. Yeah, and uh, you know T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, who they extended this off season. That's two good edge rushers. Cameron Hayward back there. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, probably the best safety in the NFL, just a ball hawk. So, yeah, they're going to have a good defense. The the young offense looks to be improving and ascending. And uh, I look for Pittsburgh to shock the world and make some statements this year. They got the pieces to do it. So, with all that being said, who do you see taking this uh, division? Well, in my mind, you know, this is a toss-up between Baltimore and Cincy. uh, Two really good teams. Um, but I got to go with uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Cool, man. Yeah. It's hard to bet against this guy. That is absolutely just, for sure. I love his game. Um, every time I bet against him, he just comes back and is basically double birds to me. So, 
Yeah, I'm going with him and the Bengals. And hard to disagree with you, but I'm going to do just that. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Nice. I think they've substantially improved their roster on nice. the offensive end. I'm really interested to see Lamar, for the first time in his career, to have a real weaponry receiver unit with him to complement Mark Andrews. So this will be a great division to watch all year, and we're going to keep track of it in yeah. a big way. Now we're going to be moving along to the AFC South, and I'm going to kick it off with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jesse, and it's hard to not think that there are some seriously heightened expectations surrounding Trevor Lawrence and his unit, who they have just added a guy that I know you're big on, I'm big on, Calvin Ridley. We're really excited to see him in NFL action again. That is for sure. Yeah, I look for Ridley to kind of elevate Trevor Lawrence just like, you know, AJ Brown elevated Jalen Hurts last year and how Stephon Diggs elevated Josh Allen a few years back. I think that's the kind of receiver we're talking about here, Eli. Um, You know, year two for Lawrence and Doug Peterson's system is huge. Second half of the year last year, there's no doubt about it. He was one of the five best quarterbacks playing in the National Football League. So I look for that. And got it done in his first playoff game in a Absolutely. big comeback fashion Absolutely. against a very talented team with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Absolutely, man. And they added, you know, they added Tank Bigsby, uh, running back out of Auburn. I think he'll complement Travis Etienne uh, wonderfully. He's more of a power back. So that's uh just adds to the running back room. You know, that's also- a fantastic point, and that, that could be a big one-two punch because everyone's focused on Lawrence. Everyone's focused on this great receiving room that he has with Christian Kirk with Calvin Ridley, a phenomenal tight end in Evan Ingram, who he seems to have great chemistry with as well. But let's not forget about how dynamic these running backs are, especially Travis Etienne. Exactly. He's a dual threat guy. He can catch. He can run. Um, They got a good defense. I'm looking for Travon Walker to kind of step up. He was the number one pick last year. He didn't have too many moments. Kind of flashed towards the end, so I'm looking for consistency out of him. And... Yeah, the Jags are loaded. One of the better rosters in football. Uh, my only concern for them really is they lost Jawan Taylor to the Chiefs, uh, right tackle and free agency. And, you know, their left tackle Robinson is suspended for using PEDs. I completely agree. The one question mark that remains is that offensive line. How can they hold up? Can they protect Lawrence and let him showcase his true talents that he really has? That, exactly. that will be a big question going forward. Absolutely right on. Next, we have the Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel. He's looking to make magic happen yet again with a roster I believe is just simply not up to par by NFL standards across the board. Trending down. Besides from, obviously, as everyone knows, Derrick Henry, he's a beast. He's getting older now. You know, he's getting at the point where we start to see running backs slow down a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see if he could continue to produce at such a high level and really take on as many touches as he typically does. I I don't know if he still can this year. I mean, he has to if they want to be anything, right? The heart and soul of that offense, they're going to pound the rock through him and then play action with Tannehill and Hopkins, who they added uh, via trading from Arizona, and they're looking for Traylon Burks to kind of step up in year two. Um, I will say, though, you know, it's not the greatest roster, but I will shout out um, Jeffrey Simmons really quick, uh, defensive end slash defensive tackle. Uh, he's a beast, one of the better defensive players in the NFL. He was injured for a good port last year, so we're looking for him to have a good year. Also, Harold Landry is coming back from his ACL injury. 
one of uh, the better pass rushers before he got injured, so for him to return to form. But, yeah, it's going to be tough for them in the AFC with that roster. But, you know, Mike Vrabel's a great coach. He's going to he's gonna coach them hard. They're going to be in these games. But I don't know how many wins I'm expecting from them. And I think left tackle is going to be a point of address on it's the offense. Point, like, they allowed a league-worst 9.4% of pressures per game from the left tackle position. I think they got to address that. They got to get the ability to free up Derrick Henry on both sides of the ball. And, you know, I think Tannehill's days are probably numbered at this point. I think he's got to really produce. You know, he's got two young guns sitting behind him. They're hungry. They want to get a chance to get in there. And if they get off to a slow start, don't be surprised to see a quick change at quarterback there. Yeah, couldn't agree more. This looks to be Tannehill's last year in Tennessee. We'll see if he can keep the job all year or if he'll get uh, replaced by either Malik Willis or Will Levis. I think tough treading ahead, but we'll see what happens with him this year. Now we're going to be talking about the Indianapolis Colts. And, I mean... A lot what, of talk about here. Anyway. What, what can you say? It's It's been a nightmare offseason. It's been a nightmare preseason. You have the owner, Jim Isray, publicly criticizing and, in my mind, attacking their best player in Jonathan Taylor, who is now on the PUP injured reserve list and will miss the first four games of the season. I mean, like... It's a bad situation, Jesse. There's there's no way of sugarcoating it. They got a rookie quarterback. They don't have many pieces to really build around. And now their best player, JT, he's he's out for the foreseeable future here. Yeah, I think Jim Irsay needs to lay off the bottle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's uh, no business being an NFL owner. Honestly, that guy's crazy. Um, the Colts, they drafted Anthony Richardson fourth overall. They got the youngest team in the NFL uh, just, just over... 25 years uh, average age per player. Wow. I mean, with that type of youth and inexperience in a league like this, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's not going to come easy, and there's going to be some serious growing pains without a top running back to lean on. Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, they were expected when they picked Anthony Richardson, you know, he's so raw. He's got a ton of talent, but he's so raw, and they were really expecting Jonathan Taylor to be here to kind of ease him in. Uh, into playing quarterback in the NFL and learning the offense and you know going through the bumps and the speed the speed bumps and the growing pains but they're not going to get that fortune now they're hoping that Zach Moss can step in but I mean when you're talking about Jonathan Taylor and you're talking about Zach Moss there's just two completely different tiers of running backs so uh, look for Anthony Richardson to use his legs a lot while he kind of develops as a passer he's got Michael Pittman he's got Alec Pierce um, but it's really up to that defense. You know, they got a good defense. Um, Gus Bradley's still the DC, so it's up to the defense to kind of keep them in games if they want to win them. But the offense is certainly going to be some growing pains early. And hopefully, Jonathan Taylor and the Colts can fix their problems and he can get back out there after week four. But I completely agree with everything you said. And speaking of the defense, they had the elite rush D last year. However, they're going to still be looking to get to that quarterback more. They were 29th in the league last year in quarterback pressures. That's a little bit too much time for some of these elite uh, dynamic throwers to really hurt them. Um, other than that, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking pretty solid defensively. They're going to be relying on some big plays made by these defenders to keep them in yeah. games for sure. They and need someone else to step up on that D-line alongside DeForest Buckner, like you're saying, whether that's Quiddy Pay or Ibukum, who they, or Ibukum, Ibukum Mom, who they signed from uh, San Francisco. They need someone. 
we can't sugarcoat it. It's going to take a miracle for the Indianapolis Colts to be any way relevant this year. I don't have it in my bingo card, Eli. (laughs) (laughs) To the Houston Texans. And, I mean, a lot of similar things can be said between the Texans situation and the Indianapolis Colts situation for the better part. I mean, rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud coming into action right away. He has a good running back to lean on, however. Damian Pierce, he has shown some electric play in the NFL so far. He's got a couple vets to throw to. He's got Robert Woods and Dalton Schultz. That'll bring a little bit of stability to that receiving room. Yep. I don't know what to say, though. The O-line, I mean, they're depleted. They're injured. They're bruised. They're battered. And with a rookie quarterback, that that does not sound like a good situation to me, Jesse. No, that's tough. I mean, that's going to be hard for C.J. Stroud to get time to throw to some of these receivers. Also, they picked up the explosive Tank Dell in the draft. And uh, can't stress this enough, but the return of John Mechie from frickin' Cancer. I mean, shout out to him. Hope he balls TF out this season. Absolutely massive. I mean, anytime it's something more than football, you know, we're, we're praying for the best for all these human beings, might I remind you, who are going out and sacrificing themselves on a weekly basis for our entertainment, because uh, that's what they're doing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I love D'Amico Ryans. I think it's going to take a couple of years for his uh, to, for him to build his program here in Houston, but uh, they got some good young pieces on defense. You know, they traded for Will Anderson Jr. They traded for they traded up in the draft to draft him from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, they have Derek Stingley Jr. who they drafted last year and Jalen Petre, one of the best underrated, unknown players in the entire NFL. So look for that defense to continue to build. Um, they're super young. But yeah Speaking I, of this defense, the one thing they're gonna wanna do is take away the big play. Last year they were over the worst in the league, giving up more than twenty yards a play on ten percent of the plays that were run against them. That is just you can't you can't come back from that. That no. that that is what will beat you down and keep you down in this league. Exactly, Eli. So expect a lot of growing play expect a lot of growing pains from the Houston Texans this year, but excited to watch their core young players play and develop under D'Amico Ryans. With that being said, let's give our picks for the AFC South. Who do you got winning this uh, division this year, Eli? I mean, simply put, can it be anyone except for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, that team by far and above blows away the rest of their competition in this division. We got one of the best quarterbacks in the league just getting started. Trevor Lawrence, he's only going to get better. He's got a new piece in Calvin Ridley. There are exciting times ahead for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All I'm going to say is ditto. Nothing more I can say. Um, He echoed everything perfectly. I think they're the class of the division. Um, It's not even close in my mind. It's kind of a cakewalk. As far as the AFC goes, this might be the most simply put division in in the entire AFC, I believe. Maybe in the entire NFL. You know, they got one one dominant team in Jacksonville and and two young teams, and nobody really knows what the heck is going on in Tennessee. But Mike Vrabel's a great coach, so shout out him. But yeah, that kind of wraps up the uh, NFC South here. AFC. Or sorry, AFC South here. Yeah, that's fine, dude. We're people too, man. We make mistakes, but we're going to roll with it. Yeah, we both got the Jags coming out on top, and look for them to go on a little bit of a run in the playoffs. Maybe we'll see. I'm excited to watch Trevor Lawrence again, man. I mean, that that kid just brings something special to the table. He is a phenom, and I can't wait to watch him and Calvin Ridley this year. That is for certain. Us to the AFC West, and... 
where else are we going to start? We're going to start at the mountaintop. We're going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to start with Patrick Mahomes. Once again, out to show why he is the best quarterback in football right now. And this year is, you know, it's a different, it's a different room in the receiver room for the Chiefs. They got a lot of new pieces coming in. They got Chris Jones holding out. You know, there's a lot of question marks surrounding the Chiefs this year, I believe, going into the season that haven't previously been there. They still have Travis Kelsey. He's still going to be phenomenal. But let's talk about some of the ongoings with the Chiefs right now, Jesse. What, what are you thinking about this team this year? Well, you know, I love Pat Mahomes, uh, best player in the league. Love Andy Reid, best coach in the league, arguably. Sorry, uh, Patriot fans. And, you know, Kelsey, best tight end in the league. So those three guys are going to carry them. That's a lot of best. Yeah, I know. They're, those three guys are going to carry them. Uh, they still have a, uh elite O-line. You know, they lost Orlando Brown, but they added Juwan Taylor. Um, the biggest thing with the Chiefs is, I mean, on defense, Chris Jones not reporting, not being there. Frank potentially Clark. Potentially losing him, but he's... A little bit, like, Chris Jones is just such a difference maker, and without him on that D-line, I just, like, with him, their pressure rates are off the chart, and without him, their pressure rates are, like, Sim- bottom three in the entire NFL. Simply so, put, it's a different defense with or without Chris Jones. Exactly. He is a massive, massive piece to this Kansas City Chiefs puzzle that they, they got to take care of this. They got they got to pay this man. They got to get him on the field, or they're going to have... Big, big problems going forward. That's going to be a lot of pressure on Pat Mahomes to, you know, play even better football than what he did last year and and carry this team. So uh, hopefully they get that sorted out. Um, The receivers, you know, they lost Juju Smith. Uh, They added Rasheen Rice in the draft. Um, You know, Justin Ross made the team who last two years, you know, one of the most talented players in college before his neck injury, and he ultimately went undrafted, but he worked his tail off. And he made the team. He's a guy I'm looking at personally to kind of step up and make some plays and kind of hit the national scene, and people will start talking about him a little bit. That's a name to remember then, people. We're talking Ross. Remember Ross for the Chiefs. They have pieces. They have young, exciting talent in this receiver room. They have Sky Moore. They have Kadarius Toney. Can he stay healthy? Can he impact the team? from a number one standpoint, like they have them listed on the depth chart right now. That remains to be seen. However, we've already seen countless times before Patrick Mahomes' ability to raise the level of people around him. He's done it. He's done it again. He's done it from down. I don't know how many points. You give him 30 seconds, it's too many. I mean, yeah. it's it's ridiculous what this guy can do. So He's the magic man, and you know we're just days away from... Uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs kicking off the 2023 season against the Lions. Can't wait for it. I, can't, I know. Can't I, wait for it. That that should be a great game. There's a lot of hype surrounding this Lions team too, but yeah. they're they're going against the King now. They're going against the top dog, and exactly. let's see how they they really show up in that Week One matchup on Thursday Night Football. Looking forward to it. And that brings us along to the Denver Broncos. Let's ride. Let's ride. Denver Broncos are coming into this year with renewed optimism. I would say they have a guru, Sean Payton, head coach, coming in to try to rewrite this ship, try to bring greatness back to an organization that has been so desperate for it ever since the departure of the sheriff, Peyton Manning. 
They've been in limbo. They've been looking for pieces. They've added Russell Wilson. They, you know, they're, they're in a position where they were hurt by injuries in previous seasons. We don't even need to talk about last year. Last year is a write-off, folks. <laughs> last year is a write-off. Jesse will be the first to testify to that. And, you know, the Broncos are your favorite team. I want to hear what you have to say about it. I want to hear all your thoughts going into this season, what you're most looking for, and how they could perform and raise their expectations and succeed on the field this year. So I think the key to Denver's success this year is, you know, um, that offensive line. They In free agency, they added uh, guard Ben Powers, right tackle Mike McGlinchey to two big contracts. You know, Sean Payton, that's always been the anchor of his Saints team, you know, control the line of scrimmage, control the game. So I think that's going to be the key to Denver's success on offense, pound the rock. You know, Javante's coming back uh, from, you know, three ligament tears. Devastating injury, to say the least. In 10 months, and his expected time was 12 to 18 months. So, like, that's absolutely ridiculous. And he's such a good talent, so I'm so excited for that. We added P. Ryan, and, you know, we got this undrafted kid, Jaleel McCollin, who uh, led NCAA in, in rushing. Jesse, uh, I've seen some time. highlights of this kid in preseason, and boy, I gotta tell you, just sometimes when you watch a player, you see the way they see the field, and he, he looks dynamic, he, he looks, looks electric, like he's man. absolutely electric, So, like said. I'm looking for him to make some noise, get some chances early in Sean Payton's offense, um, and then on defense, you know, the team, the whole team runs through the secondary, you know, uh, Town, you got the best corner in football, sorry Jets fans. <laughs> Uh, you know, you got one. Some might argue and say it's Sauce Gardner, but we'll go with PS two. He's got, great. He's you know, phenomenal. You know, He's a leader. The NFL voted Town, so you can't really get more legit than that. Sorry, Jets media. <laughs> uh, also, you know, Justin Simmons, really good safety. Uh, you know, Damari Mathis played good last year as a rookie. Uh, looking for Caden Stearns to step up. They also got Kareem Jackson. You know, putting K1 Williams on IR is tough, but. Asang Bassi, you know, he had a really good preseason. He had three interceptions in three games. Uh, the pass rush is deep. They're young, but, you know, you got Randy Gregory, Frank Clark, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, and Baron Browning will be back. He's on the pup right now, but he'll be back at some point. So looking for them to step up, get some pressure, but it's a tough division, you know. Um, I'm just hoping that Denver just looks like a respectable team. You know, they're going to be so much better coached. Uh, they're not going to have all the pre-snap penalties, so... Really excited for, you know, week one against, you know, the Raiders. I just can't wait to see what this Sean Payton-led team really looks like. Jesse, I touched on injuries at the beginning of this segment, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up. Jerry Judy, that's going to be a big miss. We're hoping to see him back on the field as soon as possible. He yeah, hurt not... his hamstring in preseason, but we'll, we'll see how they move along in the first game or two without him. Well, he's not, he's not completely there. ruled out of those games yet. He's he's highly questionable, whatever that means. So, fingers crossed, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm guessing, I know you are too, that he'll be back for uh, week three against Miami. So. Big matchup week three. They're going to be hoping to be fully healthy by then. But Jerry Judy, he's dynamic. His footwork is amazing. He gets open. Got to work on the drops. He gotta, has been working gotta. on it, and it's a big year for him. It's a big year Massive for Massive year for Russell yeah. Wilson. He wants to get back to who he was on Seattle. Exactly. He wants to get back to better than that. You know he's working hard. Peyton's got him on a short leash, and let's see what the season holds for this Denver Broncos I'm optimistic, team. baby. Let's ride. Let's ride, baby. And now we are arriving at the LA Chargers. And, Jesse, I got to tell you, I love this team. 
I love Justin Herbert. I, I think he gets a lot of criticism he doesn't deserve in this league. He's shown time and time again he's got a cannon. He's got weapons around him. He's got the likes of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They got this new rookie who I think you're pretty high on yourself, Quinton Johnston. Quinton Johnston. Same and last name as me. Could be related. Who knows? And there, and there you go. And how could we forget Austin Eckler? I mean, one of the best running backs in the game. He could contribute with his run game. He could contribute passing-wise. He, he has the ability to take over games at times. Yep. I think they have all the pieces there to really, really make a run. That could be said time and time again about this team who continues to underachieve. Joey Bosa looks to be healthy again. That's a big piece. They got Derwin James out of the backfield. And, I mean... I think expectations are going to be high on this unit this year. Yeah, you know, the defense has been kind of underwhelming under Brandon Staley the last few years, so look for them to kind of rebound this year, hopefully. Look for Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa to set the set the edge. Um, Derwin James, one of the best defensive safeties in the whole NFL. He's so versatile. He can play in the box. He can play at the line of scrimmage. He can cover. He lays the freaking wood. He's one of the best hitting safeties in the NFL. He's one of the best hitters in the NFL. I mean, when he hits, you hear it through your television set. That's that's and so can't stress enough though. I think this team runs through Justin Herbert and the offense. The addition of Kellen Moore, I think that'll make this offense so much better than last year. You know, they were just dinking and dunking all year when they have you know one of the three or four strongest arms in the entire NFL. So I look for Kellen Moore to be aggressive. I personally look for Keenan Allen to fill that. Uh, C.D. Lamrell in this offense, uh, get a ton of targets, be kind of the guy. Uh, Mike Williams stretch the field, and Quinton Johnson just being that big presence in the red zone. Uh, he's had a bit of drop issues in, in camp and preseason, so look for him to work on that. And yeah, Something to keep an eye on, and I love that you bring up the Kellen Moore point because I, I think he's going to bring an extra dynamic to an offense that's surrounded by talent. And like you say, just let it loose. Let let these kids play. Let this kid sling it. Yeah. Herbert's got a cannon. Stretch the field. Keep the defense on edge. Yeah. And interesting year. They, they should. I, I think they'll be competitive. It's a crazy division. There's so much talent stacked throughout this division. Let's just see if they could come out on top. Yeah, on, end it with this. You know, this is a big year for coach brandon staley i think if they don't get it done this year his job might be in jeopardy so that's just something to kind of look out for as the season progresses i absolutely agree with that talent the excuses do not lie thin he is in danger if they do not get the job done and now to wrap up the afc west we are coming to the vegas raiders no longer the oakland raiders and jesse i mean what what do you got to say about this team this year well, I'll start off positive, right? I mean, Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in football. Josh Jacobs, you know, they got him back this past week. That's, I can't stress how big that is for that football Absolutely team. Absolutely massive. He exactly. is a beast running back. Max Crosby, just a freaking warrior, relentless gas tank, crazy effort. Seems to be in every single play when I watch their defense. One really way or does. another, he will impact that game. Exactly. 12 and a half sacks last year, 22 and a half tackles for losses that led the league. He's a great football player and uh, quite frankly, he's not talked about enough. He, he deserves more respect uh, from his peers in the media in my opinion. But after those three, you know, they got the rookie 7th uh, overall pick, Tyree Wilson. Look for him to make some plays. But other than that, there's a lot of holes in this team. Um, they got some big you know, big guys on the D-line, big guys on the O-line. But just in a stacked AFC, I think they're more 
they're more towards the basement of the conference uh, with Houston, Indy, uh, maybe Tennessee. Um, I don't have too many high expectations for this uh, team this year. There's still, you know, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, the Patriots regime that they brought over last year, are still in the process of flipping over the roster to the kind of style players that they liked uh, all those years in New England. So look for this team to still rebuild for the next couple years and, and then maybe get on track, but... Not too high expectations this year, I'm not going to lie to you. Hard to disagree with that, Jesse. And let, let's keep an open mind. You know, Jimmy G, he, he's a winner. He's proven it time and time again. He gets the job done. He's done it in New England. He's done it in San Francisco. He has the opportunity to show again on, like you say, maybe a roster that's not up to standards that he, he might be able to make them competitive. We'll see what he could do. Josh Jacobs being back is just as big as can be for a team like this. Like you say, Devontae Adams, I mean, in a lot of people's minds, one of the best, maybe of all time in, in the NFL. He'd have to be on a lot of people's list for that. Yep. And, uh, yeah, tough sledding. It's a incredibly challenging division, incredibly challenging schedule. And yep. speaking of the division, who do you see walking away with it this year? I'm going to go with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Starts from the don't top, really, ends at the top. Yeah, I don't really need to go uh, into too much detail there, you know. Uh, until I see otherwise... I'm going to go with them, and I'm also going to predict that Denver finally snaps that 15-game losing streak versus them this year, baby. Let's ride. I'm going to go with a far less popular opinion this year, and I, I might draw a lot of criticism from this, but I think it is time for Justin Herbert and those LA Chargers to really prove that they belong among the league's elite teams in the NFL. The pieces are there. The coaching will have to be better. They have to get the job done, be more aggressive, let this team show what they're about. And I, I, I think we're going to see a shock in the AFC this year, and we're going to see the Chargers take the top of the division. You heard it here, you heard it here first, folks. And probably nowhere else, because I think everyone in their right mind will be taking Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But you heard me. I will stand by it. And let's let's hope I'm right by Looking the end of the year. Looking for the Broncos to enter that wild card scene, though, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Lit red. And now we're gonna be jumping over to the NFC conference, and we're gonna start with the NFC East. And where else am I gonna start except for the Philadelphia Eagles? And fly the, Eagles, fly. You know, we all saw it. What a Super Bowl! You know, back and forth with Mahomes and the Chiefs, and they they barely fell short. They were right there to the end, and what are the expectations from this team this year, Jesse? What are you thinking? Uh, well, to be quite frank, I would think that the expectations are kind of to repeat and go back to the Super Bowl. You know, they've got a absolutely stacked roster across the board. You know, they did lose uh, Javon Hargrave and TJ Edwards, and they lost um, those, those two players, which can't stress enough how big of an impact they are. But they also added Jalen Carter in the draft. They added Nolan Smith. They still have Hassan Reddick. They, they re-signed Fletcher Cox. They re-signed Brandon Graham. You know, they have Darius Slay. They have James Bradbury. Um, the only question I really have for them on defense is that safety. But from everything I've, you know, seen and read, uh, the, the, the guys that are competing for the job in camp have just really stepped up and had really good camps. 
And then transitioning to the offensive side of the ball, you know, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, two of the better receivers in the league, they have the best offensive line, and Jalen Hurts is an, a, a transcending player. So they added uh, Rashad White, or sorry, they added... Uh, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, and they added... DeAndre Swift yeah, and to that running back room, and they're only getting better at running right? back. I, I think, in my opinion, that's a great one-two punch. Nothing taken away from Miles Sanders. I just think... That's Rashad more Penny That's... and DeAndre Swift, they fit the system better. Absolutely. They fit the way that they want to move the ball over the backfield. Absolutely. And I want to add to that defense, no other team in the NFL last year had four pass rushers to create 40 quarterback pressures throughout the season. That is absolutely outstanding four production. Players with... Four players yeah. getting to the quarterback that many times throughout the term of the year. Also, four players with double-digit socks, which that's, is pretty That's absolutely of... correct. So you're talking about a great roster, head-to-toe, front-to-back. They have dynamism all across the board. And like you say, the expectations are high. They're going to be looking to repeat get to the Super Bowl and not only get there but they're going to be looking to win it this year I believe absolutely bro I couldn't agree more they are the top and class of the division they're they're just yep simply put they're the class let's see if anyone can match them that'll bring us over to the Dallas Cowboys and Jesse I gotta tell you um I think this starts with Dak Prescott He's missed time in the last two out of the last three seasons with injuries. And I got to put it, Frank, he was ungodly last year with 15 interceptions in 12 games. I'm, yeah, That just does not cut it in this league. That is not going to get the job done. And he's going to be looking to have a big bounce back here if the Cowboys are going to be competitive in this division with the likes of the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely, you know, and they added uh, Brandon Cooks to that receiver room to kind of help Dak Prescott get back to form. Veteran Uh, presence and still able to contribute. Exactly. Michael Gallup, you know, one year, um, another year removed from his ACL surgery, so look for him to get back to full health. Uh, they still have a good O-line, you know, Zach Martin's back. They signed him and got that all figured out, so that's good. Um, They got playmakers all over defense, too, Uh, you know, Starting with Mika Parsons, where where else are you going to start? Everywhere you look when you watch the Cowboys on defense, you see them all over the field one of the impacting best, the game. One of the best players in the whole NFL. Uh, you can't go wrong with him. He's relentless. He's always pressuring the quarterback, and he's not even a full-time pass rusher. I mean, it's simply to put it, it's ridiculous what he's doing. It looks like there's two of them out there when you watch him. It's unbelievable. He just gets around the field. He gets into the position to make a play, and he just does it over and over again. Exactly. So with him and Trevon Diggs in the secondary, um, Dan Quinn's got a number of playmakers to work with. One guy on defense I look to kind of step up is Sam Williams, second-round pass rusher from last year. He did have a good impact last year. He just had very minimal snaps, so looking for him to kind of contribute a little bit more. But like you said, this team will go as far as Dak Prescott takes him. Uh, need him to clean up his game a little bit, cut down the turnovers. And and get Tony Pollard involved. I mean, God, I, I love watching Tony Pollard. The guy's electric, explosive. Electric. He makes plays all over the place, and he's going to be the clear number one in this running back room with Ezekiel Elliott leaving to the New England Patriots. And I think the more they get him the ball, the better things will happen for this uh, Cowboys team. Exactly. So look for, the, with Kellen Moore gone, we look for Mike McCarthy calling plays. I'm looking for this team to kind of be a little bit more balanced, run the ball a little bit more to set up the pass and not be so pass happy. So we'll see how that works for them. 
But a lot of a lot of hype, a lot of expectations for the Cowboys heading into this season, Eli. As always. Okay, Jesse, and that will bring us over to the New York Giants. Gee, man. <laughs> and for the Giants this year, I mean, I think they overperformed expectations last year. I think Absolutely. I think that's safe to say. I think they shocked a lot of people. They were highly competitive in a lot of games. No one really gave them a chance in. Brian Dable. They've added Darren Waller, an absolute unit of a tight end to this offense. Great and you, you can expect him to get tons of the ball. I think it's absolutely massive for them to have Saquon Barkley ending his holdout committing to this team saying he wants to be there he wants to have success with this team but at the end of the day it all comes down to Daniel Jones and I think he surprised some people last year I think he performed admirably he showed his weapon of his legs getting involved in that aspect and um yeah a lot of young hyped receivers in this unit that he he's talked highly about personally that he's excited to work with so yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens with this offense this year yeah look for Donald Jones to take another step forward in his uh his game as an NFL quarterback another year with Brian Dayball year two in the system with Mike Kafka I look for him to continue to ascend um I love the addition of Waller he's a dynamic playmaker Barkley obviously in the conversation for one of the best running backs in football great out of the backfield uh as a pass catcher as well you can kind of line him up in the slot too if you want he's just so explosive um I also like third round selection Jalen Hyatt um just a speed demon out of Tennessee uh just recently switched to Odell's number of 13 kind of putting some some That's some lofty expectations. expectations. Yeah. I think the Giants faithful are all aware of what that number 13 means in exactly. in New York. Um, I got to say, rookie John Schmitz at center, I think that's going to be a big addition to this team. I think that's a point where they really had to look to address from last year. They've done that, getting him in the first round, and strong defensively. Excellent, Very strong. Excellent point with that, uh, to go along with Andrew Thomas, uh, left tackle, who was all pro last year one of the best left tackles in all of football but the strength of this team is definitely the defensive unit and specifically the defensive line you know and that all starts with sexy Dexy Dexter Lawrence he is the man on and off the field he is an imposing figure on the field and they're gonna look to him again to lead this unit defensively absolutely and then fifth overall pick last year Kayvon Thibodeau look for him to kind of step up he only had I think four and a half sacks last year but he had a good uh, pres- pressure percentage, you know, more of a F the play up kind of guy, not necessarily where sacks paint the whole picture with him. But Sometimes stats don't tell the full story as we're both fully aware of, and he still was able to make an impact, exactly. like you say, getting those pressures and look for him to get even better and stronger this year as he gains more confidence in this system. Exactly. And, you know, they traded for Isaiah Simmons, uh, who was like the seventh or eighth overall pick a few years ago for Arizona. They traded him for a seventh round pick. I mean, just an absolute steal. You know, he hasn't lived up to expectations, but if anybody in the NFL can kind to figure out how to use him and where to play him he's been kind of positionless so far it's uh the Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale so I love that to go along with uh some of the playmakers that Eli and I mentioned so yeah look for the Giants in a tough division to be super competitive and I can't wait to see them kick off their season against the Cowboys and maybe they surprise people yet again we're, we're excited to look at it this year and finally, this brings us to the Washington Commanders. I mean, got to be the worst name in all of football. <laughs> uh, but 
They, they're coming into this year, Jesse, with some real excitement. There's so much hype around Eric Bieniemy as the new offensive coordinator. And, and this kid, Sam Howell, he has shown up in the preseason. He has made a case to be the number one quarterback, yep. won the He's job, out-dueled Jacoby Brissett, and now it's his time. It's his, his time to make a statement, say that he belongs in this league. I... I have him listed as one of my most interesting players to keep an eye on for this season. So yeah. make sure you keep an eye on Sam Howell in Washington in a very difficult NFC division. He has great talent surrounding him. He has Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, one of the best in the league when healthy. He is battling his health right now, trying to get ready for this week one matchup. He has turf toe. Everyone who's ever experienced turf toe knows just how painful it really is, even though they just say it's a toe injury. Mm -hmm. Not easy to overcome. Jalen Dotson, man. I mean, just showing... Jahan, Jahan. Jahan Dotson. My, my, my bad. I apologize. I should really know his name by now because he is showing up to be a phenomenal player in this league. He's got great chemistry with Howell. They've showcased it already this preseason, and I think he's going to be a very interesting player to watch this year as well. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, the two running backs, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, you know, nothing really spectacular about either guy, but they complement each other well. Um, Antonio Gibson, who's a, a college wide receiver, I look for him to kind of play that Jarek McKinnon role in uh, Eric Bieniemy's offense. Uh, a little bit of the dual threat coming out of the backfield, catching, maybe lining him up in the slot a little bit. And then Brian Robinson playing that Isaiah Pacheco role, running in between the tackles, being the more physical presence. I think that's a phenomenal point you raised, just to go further in depth with that. you got to remember, this Eric Bieniemy offense is going to look to make a lot of misdirection and a lot of movement to make these defenses really on their toes throughout the season so that's a great point you make he has the personnel to do that with those two dual-headed running backs and we'll see how they work exactly and really quickly just to note on the defensive end you know they got a great defensive line with uh, the Alabama boys in the middle Jonathan Allen and Darren Payne uh, Chase Young should be coming back from his injury so look for him to kind of uh, regain his notoriety form. in this league exactly. everyone that you might forget Chase Young was once touted to be one of the best players in this league defensively and yep. he, he has battled injuries yep. he is looking to finally be healthy again and uh i think this is a year where washington fans finally might have something to cheer about for the first time in There's a very some, long time some excitement in the air especially with the new ownership group announcing the i think it was like 40 million dollar plan to uh renovate the stadium and add some features so really exciting times for commanders fans and kind of wrapping up the NFC East, uh, let's give our predictions here, Eli. Who do you got winning this division? Is there any Is doubt? there any doubt? I mean, there, yeah. there you go. I think, I think everyone who's listening is going to be well aware. Philadelphia remains the top dog in this division, if not the entire NFC. The roster is stacked from top to bottom, inside out. Just stars everywhere you look, and they're, they're hungry. Make no mistake, they want that Super Bowl. They want redemption from last year. They feel like that was their Super Bowl in many ways, and they're going to look to get right back there again this year. I am going with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. Class of this division, potentially class of the conference. And with that being said, no disrespect to the Cowboys, though. I expect the Cowboys to have a good year, um, and I'm excited just in general to watch the NFC East as a whole. I think the most interesting division in the NFC by far, in my opinion. 
And that'll now bring us over to the NFC North. And Jesse, I'm going to get us started talking with the Chicago Bears. I think there's a lot of moving pieces. This is a very interesting time for this roster. Inevitably, it will come down to the play of quarterback Justin Fields. We all know about his feet. We all know about his mobility. Can he find the throwing game to match that electric running game? Well, I just I love the addition of um, DJ Moore. I think that'll kind of help him out. You know, he's a guy where you you, you know you can kind of give him the ball in space and let him do the work with his yak, and that's uh, always helpful to a quarterback. Uh, Chase Claypool uh, being a full off season with the playbook. And uh, Darnell Mooney, you know, another really good uh, deep threat. Who he's shown great chemistry with at times already, absolutely. But the biggest question for me with Fields is I just need to see him be more consistent of a pocket passer. You know, he's an electric runner, like you said. But I'm not really sold on this Jalen Hurts-like type year uh, leap from him this year. I really need to see it. You know, mechanically, it was not great last year. Um, so I'm just really looking forward to that. You know, the Bears had a really good offseason too. You know, they added Terrell Edmonds and TJ Edwards uh, as inside linebackers. You know, they added uh, Yannick Ngakwe as a pass rusher. So I think those are some good additions to go along with Eddie Jackson at safety and Jalen Johnson at corner. But I just, the team still, I, th- I still think is in the process of rebuilding and still in the process of Justin Fields' development. So... I'm kind of tempering my expectations, but I definitely think they're better better this year than their 3-14 and record of last year, Eli. I, I think they will surpass that record from last year, and I think it's going to start with the offensive line, Jesse. I think they look to address those concerns. They used the 10th pick of the draft on Darnell Wright. They had abysmal statistics from a year ago. They finished last in pressures allowed and sacks allowed last year. They got to improve on that. They got to stay competitive. I know Fields moves a lot. And now he's got a little two-headed monster to work with too. I I like Khalil Herbert. I like Dante Foreman. I like this backfield. I think they're going to be a very interesting team if they make these pieces work together. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how Fields develops in this year, which is a big year for him coming off 2,200 yards only. I'm in the in this day and age NFL that that's not going to cut it. Unfortunately, thousand yards rushing. This is a this is a passing first league. That that's yeah. Absolutely, and we're looking forward to it. We'll see what happens with this team. And where else could I jump to after the Chicago Bears other than longtime rival, the Green Bay Packers? This is a new era in Green Bay. This is the first season post-Aaron Rodgers, post-four-time league MVP. Jordan Love steps in. He's got lofty shoes to step into. He has big expectations surrounding him. They, they got a wonderful, wonderful team around him, I believe. I think the pieces are there. Obviously, questions remain. And where do you see this team fitting in this year, Jesse? Well, I think we got to all temper expectations on Jordan Love, you know. Three years on the bench behind Rodgers, he definitely looked improved in the limited preseason action. And the limited action we got to see from him last year uh, when he came off the bench against Philly. So... With that being said, you know, I, I'm higher on him than some guys. I don't think he's going to be, like, a superstar or anything. But I don't, like, some people out there think he's just can't even throw football for some reason. And I think that's a little bit ridiculous, you know. So I'm excited to kind of see him in this offense to 
outstanding young receivers in Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, the latter being just one of the more explosive players in all of football. Uh, two-headed monster running backs, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and one of the better O-lines in the, in the whole NFC. So it's a good supporting cast for Love on offense. Um, and on defense, you know, they got the two Georgia first-rounders from last year, uh, Quay Walker and Deontay, Waller, who's, Deontay Wyatt, who's, who they're coming off an, their first year, and they should have another year of experience. Rashawn Gary is coming back from injury. He's their best player on defense, aside from Jared Alexander, who anchors the secondary. So really good roster around Jordan Love. I don't think he needs to be Aaron Rodgers or Superman for this team. He just needs to play good football. Uh, limit the mistakes, move the chains, and rely on defense. Um, I'm excited to watch the Packers this year. Matt LaFleur is a terrific coach, and they got no drama. So, yeah, you know, I'm excited to see where things go. I completely agree, Jesse. And just to add on to what you were saying, I think defensively taking a first-rounder on Lucas Van Ness. Hercules. They're looking to add that edge-rushing presence to a team that kind of needs it because most of their production is coming from Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, who combined for 14.5 sacks one year ago. So I think that shows where they needed to address their issues on defense this year. And like you say, there's a lot of youth on this squad and a lot of excitement going forward. Who knows how long it'll take for them to put it all together, but I believe we're going to see a team that's a lot more competitive than most people might think going into this year. 100%. Moving further along in this NFC North division, we're going to get to the Detroit Lions, and I think it starts and finishes with their quarterback, and that's Jared Goff. And I think Jared Goff shocked the world last year, posting a ridiculous stat line of over 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns to just a mere seven interceptions. I I mean, 99.3% quarterback rating. You can't really say enough of what he did on this team last year, and in order to replicate that, he's going to need to do more of the same this year. And I, I'm not too sure if he can. The pieces are there. But I'm interested to hear your take on the situation for the Detroit Lions this year, Jesse. Yeah, I mean, I love their offense with uh, Ben Johnson, our offensive coordinator, and Jared Goff. They seem, Jared Goff sorry, they seem to have a great rapport with one another. Look for them to build off of what they accomplished last year. Uh, Jamison Williams' suspension kind of hurts them, although he's been kind of irrelevant since they drafted him. Uh, you know, the, the offense kind of goes through uh, Goff and St. Brown. So look for St. Brown to be Goff's number one guy. But can't stress the addition of, enough of uh, first-round pick Jameer Gibbs. Uh, dual threat running back. You know, he's not just a running back. He's also very talented receiving out of the backfield. Uh, I liken him to a little bit more of an explosive Kamara. I'm not saying that he's Alvin Kamara because Kamara is a very special back. That's a big comparison for a rookie, and that speaks volumes to what this kid can really bring to this offense. Exactly. So I'm not saying he's Kamara because Kamara is a very special back with, you know, some elite traits, but just kind of that kind of player, you know, you can line him up in the slot, motion him, hand the ball off to him, very dynamic, brings a lot to the table. And then on defense... uh, they really improved the secondary. Big uh, addition. Yeah, Big addition. Interception leader exactly. from last year, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who I loved when I was watching him in New Orleans. I was very sad to see him go to the Philadelphia Eagles. He's going to bring a presence, a physicality to the secondary unit. Yep. He's going to be complimented with Emmanuel Mosley, Cameron Sutton back there. They're phenomenal pieces on this defensive end. They have... 
Aiden Hutchinson, who might be one of the best players in the league on defense in any position, looking to make another big impact this year. And, you know, there's a lot of excitement around this team right now. There's a lot of hype for the first time in a long time going into the season. And Thursday night, they have a chance right away to make a big statement in a huge Thursday night matchup to kick off the year against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Eli, and I'm looking forward to that game. We'll see if the Lions can uh, step up to the plate and answer the call against the reigning Super Bowl champions. Enough said there. Finally, that brings us to the Minnesota Vikings. And, I mean, it's almost hard to believe for me personally that Kirk Cousins is now going into his sixth season as the Vikings starting quarterback. And... All Kirk Cousins has done in his first five years is throw for over 4,000 yards four times, which I don't think many people saw that coming, maybe, when he first arrived in Minnesota. I think he surpassed expectations in a lot of ways. And, I mean, he's got that guy. He's got that receiver. He's got the man, Justin Jefferson. And you really, there's not enough adjectives in the dictionary to use for just how sensational this talent is, that receiver. Yeah, just a record holder for first three years playing in the NFL. He's accomplished everything. He's broken all the records. He's just a tremendous talent. And they complimented him by adding uh, Jordan Addison in the first round. Wide receiver started out in college for at the University of Pittsburgh and then transferred to USC. And Jordan Addison's made a few headlines this offseason already going at ridiculous speeds in one facet. He'll be looking to do the same when he gets on the field for the Minnesota Vikings. So exactly. looking to shake that <clears throat> off early on. And they just made, you know, they just extended TJ Hawkinson and made him the highest paid tight end in NFL history. Kind of reset the markets for tight ends. Um, but some very questionable personnel moves this offseason by uh, cutting uh, Dalvin Cook for salary cap reasons, who still looks like he's got a ton of juice left in him, and then also trading away Zadaria Smith for pennies, basically. Two big players gone. Two big additions, but so that those are kind of interesting. They added uh, Marcus Davenport from New Orleans to kind of replace Zadaria Smith alongside um, Hunter. Uh, and then they also added uh, <clears throat> Byron Murphy, cornerback from uh, Arizona Cardinals, to replace Patrick Peterson. And they added Brian Flores, defensive coordinator. So I do think the defense will be improved. They were one of the, I think they were like the 31st ranked defense last year for a team that won 13 games. That's pretty astonishing, pretty really. Yeah, exactly. it's hard so, to believe that they could be winning that many games with the defense ranked that poorly. Exactly. And they'll have all five of their starters from the offensive line returning again. They have a very steady offensive line, I would say. Yeah. And, yeah, like you say, Dalvin Cook, man, I mean, he, he made a big impact on this team offensively. That's going to be a big position for Alexander Madison to fill. Yeah. We'll see if he could carry that load. I'm not too sure if he could be the same type of player as Dalvin Cook. but I don't know, yeah. You know, I, I think Minnesota is going to have a very difficult time replicating some of their success from last year. They're, they're in a dogfight this year in their division, and it's I'd, I think it's more open-ended than a lot of people believe. For sure. Shockingly, like as division winners last year, they don't really have that hype heading into this season that a lot of the other division winners in the National Football League do. With that being said... Wrapping up the NFC North, I actually I'm not gonna pick them to win this division. I'm gonna go shockingly with the Green Bay Packers. 
Um, I know they're kind of a lot of people are down on them. I just I really love their roster. They're young. Uh, they're deep. They don't got a lot of holes. The biggest question around them is obviously quarterback. And I don't think that the quarterback needs to step in and be Superman. I just think he needs to, you know, be like an Alex Smith type of guy. Don't turn the ball over, play good defense and rely on that two headed monster. Uh, with that being said, Eli, let's hear your thoughts on who's going to win this division. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised with the Green Bay pick from you. I don't think I'm going to be very surprised if I see them being competitive. They have those pieces, but I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings nice. for just the fact that they have been there before. They've done it before. Yeah. They've showcased their talent on both sides. They've made big plays. Even with a badly ranked defense, they made key plays at key moments to Very keep true. them in games. Very true. Kirk Cousins, man, I mean, he just keeps doing it. I, I don't know what to really say about this guy. He, he's shown that he's competitive. He's shown his will to win over and over again. And give me Justin Jefferson over anyone else in the NFL. This kid is simply sensational. He's going to do it yet again this year. And I think this division will be more competitive than many people think this year though okay and moving along we're gonna hop over to the nfc south and we're gonna start with the new orleans saints being a saints fan and more specifically being a drew Brees fan this is the first time in as many years as drew Brees has walked away from the game that i have a sense of optimism and hope heading into this season for this new orleans saints team they got Derek Carr. They got a young superstar receiver in the making in Chris Olave. Mike Thomas appears to finally be healthy again. We're going to be missing Alvin Kamara for the first three games. Other than that, I think the pieces are there. The scheduling is there. The weak division is there. All the pieces the Saints need in their favor is there to have an exceptional season and hopefully be competitive going into a playoff run. No, no doubt, Eli. I mean, adding Jamal Williams is a great addition for uh, to kind of replace Kamara for those first three games and then kind of build off the two-headed monster for the remaining 14. So I really like that addition. You know, adding Brian Breesy at defensive tackle at the back half of the first round, great addition. They added that with the pick they traded Sean Payton to Denver for. So way to use that pick wisely. And, yeah, they still have a, you know, the defense is a little bit older, but they still got a bunch of playmakers. You know, Marshawn Lattimore is still one of the best corners in football. You know, Tyrone Matthews still a good safety. The Honey Badger, Cam Jordan, the heart and soul of the defense on the defensive line. Demario. Demario Davis, also the heart and soul of the defense. Him and Cameron Jones have just been cornerstones there for, for what seems like decades. It but It, it feels it, like forever. It feels yeah. like I've been watching them since the start of time, to be honest with exactly. you. Exactly. So, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the Saints uh, have all the tools to have a good year. They got a favorable schedule. They got more experience than the other three teams in this division. And they have a respectable quarterback in the addition of Derek Carr. So excited to see what this team looks like. My biggest concern for them would probably just be head coach Dennis Allen. I'm not quite convinced he's the guy, but maybe he can prove myself and other guys wrong this year. I think the pressure is on for Dennis Allen. I think anything less than a divisional win this year, he will be out the door in a hurry. And just to add on to what you were saying, the Saints addressed what they felt was the biggest concern with their two first draft picks in Brian Brees and Isaiah Fosley. They're looking to better one of the league's worst defenses last year in terms of pressures created against opposing quarterbacks finishing at 27th last year. 
gotta do more, gotta do better. The time is now, and they gotta make it happen. Just now to the Carolina Panthers. And Jesse, we all know, Bryce Young, number one draft pick. Nope. He's bringing hype to a franchise, ready for something new, ready to make a move. Since Christian McCaffrey departed, they haven't had a lot to cheer about. They've also lost DJ Moore to the Chicago Bears. But I believe that they have pieces there to make this a competitive football team. If not now, then perhaps sometime in the near future. They have a great coaching staff. Absolutely. They have added veteran presence of Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen, sorry, in the receiving room. And I, I like this rookie. I like Jonathan Mingo. I, th I think he brings excitement with him. DJ yep. Chark Jr., if he's healthy, will be a good addition to that room. Miles yep. um, Sanders, they brought him in from Philadelphia to compliment Chuba Hubbard. Yep. And there's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot of moving pieces. It's a very new team. It's a very new system. And let's see what happens with this team. What do you think about it? Yeah, I love the coaching staff. You know, uh, hiring Frank Reich as a head football coach of the program. He's brought along Jim Caldwell, you know, legendary Colts coach. Worked uh, with Peyton Manning for a number of years. So I think that's invaluable experience. The two of those guys being kind of known as QB guys for Bryce Young. Um, adding... Defensive coordinator EJ Evero from, uh, or sorry, Ejero Evero from Denver last year, who had one of the best defenses in the league for a team that just had a piss poor offense. So I, I love that, love that those additions. You know, the defense of Carolina is outstanding on paper. You know, JC Horn, you got Brian Burns, you got Derek Brown, you know, you got Shaq Thompson, Jeremy Chin, bunch of good players that Evero can kind of work some magic with. So I'm really excited for them. I think that'll be. They'll rely on that defense to kind of stay in games early on in the year as Bryce Young kind of finds his footing in the NFL. So, yeah, I'm kind of concerned about how the Panthers' offensive line looked in the preseason. Uh, Bryce Young got hit a lot, and of course that's probably the biggest concern with him as he hit, hit, he's a naturally smaller quarterback at like... They will look to last year's rookie... Iki Ekwanu to step up and fill that and be be the presence that they want from that offensive line. They need to get this rookie protection. They and, need to get him comfort. And you see with him, like he he was extremely lackluster in the play, in the preseason. You know he had, really struggled against Kayvon Thibodeau. So really want to see him kind of build off that and kind of rebound and build his game because towards the end of the year last year he was really impressive and. I know he had high expectations coming into this year, so hopefully uh, he can work off of that and get back into form, but that'll be the key for this team is keeping Bryce Young healthy and upright. We don't want another situation where the quarterback is injured and misses time for this team because without Bryce Young, uh, it'll be Andy Dalton's time. And no one wants to see any more of Andy Dalton, let me tell you from personal <laughs> experience. One big question mark is over the health of J.C. Horn, who yep. I personally love to have a huge year for this team this yep. year. In over 400 snaps of coverage last year, he only allowed eight receptions of 10 or more yards downfield. That is an incredible statistic. Look for him to make a big impact if healthy. And now we arrive at the Atlanta Falcons, Jesse, and let me tell you, I think there's only two words to say when we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons, and that's B. John Robinson. This kid 
heavy expectations surrounding him to be an absolute figure among the elite of the NFL in running backs, as well as we all know he is well-documented in the receiving game as well. This kid is dynamic. He's a superstar. We all want to see him get out there and get going this year. Absolutely, Eli. I I personally expect the second B. B. John Robinson steps foot on the field that he'll just be a top-10 running back. That's how highly I think of him. You know, There's nothing he can't do. He's the highest-respected uh, running back prospect since Saquon Barkley. So I'm really excited to see him and how he fits in this offense. And Arthur Smith, you know, he wants to run the ball. They got a big physical O-line. He's going to, uh, there's going to be Bijan Robinson and, and Algier who will uh, balance each other out pretty nicely to go along with Drake London on the outside and Kyle Pitts, two bigger targets for Desmond Ritter, who I'm excited to see play this year. I don't really know how I big feel about Big question him. marks yeah, around Desmond Ritter. Very big. But Atlanta had a really good offseason. You know, on defense, they added Jesse Bates at safety, and they added Calais Campbell, you know, two very respected players. Uh, so I do really enjoy this team's roster. Bud Dupree as well. Bud Dupree as well, who's looking to get back to form since his ACL injury. Um, I really like the roster. Um, my biggest concern is, is Desmond Ritter the guy to carry this team to the playoffs? I have to see it to believe it personally, but... Aside from him, love the roster, love Arthur Smith and what he's building here in Atlanta, and I'm excited to watch them play, especially, like you said, B. John Robinson. Very interesting team, very interesting prospects, and we know the NFL is a cutthroat league. Desmond Ritter will need to produce this year for him to have any footnote as a starting quarterback going forward. So Absolutely. pressure is on Desmond Ritter. Excited to see B. John Robinson in a big way out there. And finally, in the NFC South, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the first year post-Tom Brady, post the most winningest quarterback in Super Bowl history in the NFL. And it is now Baker Mayfield's team. And I believe, Jesse, that this will be Baker Mayfield's last chance in the NFL to prove that he has what it takes to be a starting quarterback in this league. He beat out Kyle Trask in the preseason there was talk saying that it was actually closer than expected between the two. And he he has weapons. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, two of the best in the game. They yeah. have the ability to make Baker look better than he might actually look without them. And the defense remains as stout as ever. They got Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Devin White. All those key cornerstones of the defense will be returning yet again and... I don't really know what to make of this team, to be honest, this year. I'm not sure where I see them going, where I see them fitting in. I think a lot of it just depends on the play of Baker. Yeah, I mean, I, the defense is the stronger unit of this team, so we're going to need them to kind of carry them as Baker finds his footing in this offense and builds chemistry with uh, Mike Evans, Godwin, uh, and company. So I think, you know, I'm looking for Shaq Barrett to have a big year. You know, he had a really tough offseason losing his daughter. So I'm kind of wondering if that'll kind of have an effect on his season. Where's his head at? Um, Carlton Davis, you know, he's back. He's one of the better corners in football. So look for him to have another good year. 
But yeah, I mean, which Baker Mayfield at the end of the day are we ultimately going to get? Are we going to get gunslinger Baker Mayfield who's throwing the ball everywhere? doesn't even matter what color jersey you're wearing. Or are we going to get, you know, that Baker Mayfield that went on that little bit of a playoff run a few years back for the Browns and, you know, had a really good year, played good football, didn't turn the ball over. That's what Todd Bowles wants to do. He wants to play defense, run the ball, take some shots on play action and kind of control the clock that way, which isn't necessarily what Baker has been known to do as a quarterback so we'll see how that matchup kind of goes um but yeah you know I'm rooting for Baker I've always been a kind of a fan of watching him play and like you said I do think that this is his last chance so we'll see if he is able to take advantage of it or if we'll see Kyle Trask at some point this season and a big loss on the front line Ryan Jensen starting center done on season ending IR and I think that's going to be a big miss, just personality-wise. He has that character. He has that emphasis on making a statement in these games. And, yeah, at the end of the day, this is now Baker's time to shine. This is his opportunity to prove he has what it takes to still be a leader in the NFL. So with all that being said, Jesse, who do you see taking this division this year? Well, I'm going to have to go with the most complete team here um, and also the most experienced quarterback, and that's going to be the New Orleans Saints. I just think um, there's so much – there's some young quarterbacks in this division with Bryce Young and Desmond Ritter and then Baker on a new team and a new system kind of finding his feet. I just – I know Derek Carr is new in New Orleans, but they're just the overall team that they have. They have a really solid defense. They have two good weapons at receiver. Jawan Johnson's a good tight end. They brought back the legendary Jimmy Graham and, you know, stout O-line. So, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer here with that schedule that they got. I'm going with the Houdat Nation, Eli, you know, as as my boy, you know. You know I love to hear that Houdat, baby. And I'm going to – Absolutely compliment that sentiment you just set forth. I think they are head over heels above the rest of the competition in this division. Whether or not that's going to translate to the playoffs and making a run there, that remains to be seen. But position for position across this division, I think they are a cut above the rest. And anything less than a division win will be seen as a failure for the Houdat Nation. Now... This brings us to the final division that we will be covering. We are now at the NFC West, and I'm going to kick it off and start with the San Francisco 49ers, Jesse. And, I mean, this is a stacked, stacked football team all the way through. I mean, you can't even say enough about some of the positional players they have, but I'm going to say this starts and finishes with Brock Purdy. Is he the guy who can take them there yet again? He showed us last year from absolutely the unknown to say that I am here and I am a winning quarterback in this league. He has so many pieces around him, most notably superstar Christian McCaffrey. Once again, figures to be a giant piece of this offense. But I mean, you could talk about every player in this offense as an absolute superstar. So I'm going to let you continue on with that. Yeah, well, I think Debo Samuel, he looks like the Debo Samuel of 2021. You know, he doesn't have the whole offseason problem of not being signed and all that. He's motivated. He's been training all offseason. He's lighter. He's faster. He looked really good in the preseason. So I look for him to get back on the form. And if he can get back to the 2021 version of Debo that we saw, him and, and Christian McCaffrey, I mean, those are... 
uh, you, you, good luck trying to game plan against those two guys. They're literally positionless. And then you got Brandon Ayuk, who's just going to explode this year. He's such a good route runner. He always gets open. He creates separation like no problem. So I'm looking for him to have a good year. And then George Kittle, once he gets back on the field, hopefully he can stay there. They got a tremendous O-line led by the best left tackle in football and Trent Williams. And then that defense, I mean, Nick Bosa, you know, hopefully he gets back out there. They pay him. He's earned every penny he deserves. He's just of, listening to some of the names you mentioned, it sounds like an all-star team it's in like, the NFL. I know. And, and there's still more like Fred Warner, uh, you know, they, they added Javon Hargrave from Philly, who had 11 and a half sacks last year as a defensive tackle. Uh, Tredavious Ward in the secondary. The list goes on and on. So. And not to mention at the helm, it's Kyle Shanahan. Exactly. And he's one of the footballing geniuses in terms of matchups, in terms of understanding the game and where and where not to use his players. He's one of the best offensive minds in the entire NFL right now. And to be quite frank, he's one of the best offensive minds that the NFL has ever seen. He's got it from his dad. Half the freaking league is running their offense. So just a stacked team in, in San Francisco. I can't wait to get see them out there week one against Pittsburgh. That should be an exceptionally physical game. And I am personally looking forward to watching that Sunday morning. Absolutely, Jesse, and expect the San Francisco 49ers to be a legit Super Bowl contender yet again this year. And that will bring us over to the LA Rams, Jesse, and I think going into this year, the LA Rams are facing tons of uncertainty across the board on this team. Cooper Cup has had mounting hamstring injuries in the preseason. He's battling, trying to get back to be fully healthy. And aside from that, there are many question marks that surround this offense. Can Cam Akers carry the load of a lead back? Can Matt Stafford find anyone else to rely on other than Cooper Cup? Because let's be honest, you can't give it to Cooper Cup every single play as much as you want to. And I think they're going to have a very difficult time finding support for Aaron Donald on the defensive end. I mean, he's going to be getting double, triple team. Can anyone else get free back there and make an impact the way that they need them to? Yeah, I mean, this team just lacks depth across the board. Uh, you know, uh, Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, in my eyes, is still one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL when healthy. Cooper Cup's one of the best receivers, and Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. But, you know, you lose one or two of those guys, and then this team just has nobody you know, on defense, I love that they added Byron Young out of Tennessee, uh, edge from in the in the third round of the draft. He's got a great first step coming off the edge. Um, it's a real strong suit of his game. So if anybody on the defensive line will step up and help Aaron Donald, I'm looking for it to be him. But yeah, I mean, I don't have too many expectations on this team. You know, Sean McVay is a great coach. This will be a well-coached team. But hopefully Cup can get on the field and we can get some good moments between him and Stafford. But other than that, Eli, it's going to be a long year for this team as they just don't have a lot of depth. They're one of the three youngest teams in the NFL. And a lot of those picks are mid, mid-round mid picks because they traded away their, their top picks for that Super Bowl year for like Von Miller and, and signing OBJ and stuff like that. So I And still... speaking of that Super Bowl year, Jesse, I feel like this team we're talking about now is just worlds away from oh, where they were at that time. It was quite a one of the most shocking downfalls in the history of the NFL going from Super Bowl champions to a 5 and 12 record and a bunch of new guys on the team this year. Very well said. So the the Rams are definitely in rebuilding mode. We'll see what they look like this year. As long as Stafford Cup and Donald are out there, they'll be a tough team. 
But like I said, with those guys, if any injuries to those guys, and I'm real, real concerned about the depth issues that this team has. And in a strong division with the likes of the 49ers and the Seahawks, I think they will find it very difficult to stay competitive, but we will see what happens. They have the vets to do it. Let's see if they could get it done. And, and that will bring us towards the Arizona Cardinals and Jesse not a lot to say about the Arizona Cardinals this year no it really looks like they're just playing for next year you know they traded the third overall pick to the Houston for next year's first round pick and Houston will probably that'll probably be a high pick with the way things are going there in Houston uh they traded their quarterback their healthy quarterback Colt McCoy who's been in the system for a while now they traded him two weeks before the season started for Joshua Dobbs a very surprising move. Well, and he's got to learn the offense in two weeks before the game. If that doesn't spell out tanking, I don't know what does. So in my mind, they are playing for the number one overall pick. And whether they use that on Caleb Williams and trade Kyler Murray, or whether they just trade that picks for riches of other picks because everybody's going to want Caleb Williams, I just would be shocked if this team was not the absolute basement of the NFL this year. And I hate to speak negatively on teams, but exactly as you just said, Jesse, it is almost impossible to see any situation where there is going to be a team in the NFL with a worse record than the Arizona Cardinals this year, and... I don't think you could argue that they have most likely the least talented yeah. roster in the entire league. With that being said, just a quick shout out to Buda Baker because he's an absolute dog. Buda. And finally, to wrap up the NFC West, we are going to the Seattle Seahawks. And I think it only begins in one place, Jesse, and that's Geno Smith. I mean... What can you say about Geno Smith? He's a journeyman around this league. He has fought hard for his chance to get a chance to shine, and he did just that last year with some absolutely sensational quarterback play. I just want to read to you his stats from last year. He had over 4,200 yards, 30 touchdowns to only 11 interceptions with a 70% completion which percentage led the, which led the league. which led the league might I add and that that is just remarkable from Gino I don't think anyone saw that after Russell Wilson left to Denver and just a, just a breath of fresh air for that franchise and now they have some real sense of hope and optimism going forward with him leading the way yeah of course and you know with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett out wide they added Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, to play that slot role, really talented receiver out of Ohio State. Just another weapon for Geno to go along with Ken Walker. Uh, really talented running back, and they added Zach Charbonnet in the second round out of UCLA. They got the young offensive line that's still kind of growing and learning, so I think that is a key to watch as they go along a little bit. Maybe a, not necessarily a weak point, but of a bit of a question mark. You know, can Charles Car- Cross and Abraham Lucas kind of keep Can they develop from those rookie years? Absolutely. Exactly. Good exactly. point there, Jesse. But the Seahawks, you know, really good young roster. You know, they added Devin Witherspoon at the fifth overall pick to go alongside with Tariq Woolen. Two good corners. I know Witherspoon's got the hamstring and he's going to miss the week one and, and maybe a couple more. We don't know, but... I love, absolutely love uh, Nuosu coming off the edge, and I just love the addition of Draymond Jones I really uh, from Denver. I really look for him to kind of put his name in with the rest of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. He's coming off a six-and-a-half sack year, but it's not 
he's a ridiculous pressure player. You know, he's always in the backfield. He's good against the run. So really love that addition for them. Uh, stopping the run was a weakness that they had last year. So they addressed that need. And Pete Carroll just always has the Seahawks playing, you know, fast and violent. And they just look like they're having fun. So really fun team to watch. I got high. I personally have high expectations for the Seahawks this year, Eli. And I think just to add to all that, Jesse, I think a massive addition to the secondary with Tariq Woolen as well. I think that is going to be a really, really big piece to that puzzle on the defense, along with the electric rookie, Devin Weatherspoon. And I, I like everything you're saying. I mean... I see them being right up there competing with San Francisco in terms of this division and taking it. I, I think the the offense is phenomenal. If Geno Smith can replicate what he did last year, they're going to be in store for a really exciting time ahead this year. With all that being said, who do you see getting this division title this year? Well, I really think it's a tough debate here uh, between San Fran and Seattle. Love both teams. I just think... Where Seattle is a playoff team, I just think Sam Fran is too good not to choose them here. Like you said, they're one of a one of a handful of true Super Bowl contenders for me this year. Um, they have honestly the potential to have the number one offense and the number one defense this year with all the weapons Kyle has on offense and then all the weapons that um, Steve Wilkes has to work with on defense. So I'm going to go with the Niners here, but it's not like it was like a super easy pick as I am high on Seattle and I do expect Seattle to make some noise and go on a bit of a run this year as well. And for me, Jesse, I think the way you just worded it was absolutely perfect for me. I love that you said Seattle being a playoff team, but in my mind there is a big difference between a playoff team and a Super Bowl contender, and that's what we have with this 49ers roster. They they are just exceptional from front to back, all the way through. Way too many stars, way too much talent. One of the best, smartest coaches in league history, and not, nothing short of Brock Purdy having a rough year can take that away from them. He's going to have to have a lot of struggles because he has that roster around him to bring him up from everywhere. And even if Purdy does struggle, like I just love Sam Darnold being QB2, you know? And I, I've always thought that Sam has had talent and been in some tough spots. So if anything was to happen to Purdy, even if he played really well but his, his injured elbow started acting up or something... Uh, I, I do I'm, I wouldn't be so panicked I, I feel more comfortable with Darnold being QB2 over Trey Lance and I, I still think that that team could make some noise with Sam Darnold but like you said Brock Purdy is looking like the guy to carry this franchise for the next decade plus love what I see from him he understands Kyle's system he plays the position so well for the last pick in a draft I mean that's hilarious but that's a story for another day Eli Love everything you said there, Jesse, and that is going to wrap up our season review show. We're so pleased to have you along with us. This is the Gridiron Gang podcast. I'm Eli with my co-host, Jesse, and we're going to sign off and be there every step of the way with you throughout this season, and we're really looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> that rad.